0: Chapter Seventeen of A Gringo in Manana Land by Harry L. Foster. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seventeen Adios. One A Fruit Steamer carried me back to New Orleans after several months of travel in mexico and central america travel marked by many delays by many postponements until manana by many controversies with petty officials and by many struggles with the pompous formality of diminutive republics one looked forward to landing again in an anglo-saxon country the steamer docked at eight in the evening the immigration inspector had gone home how soon may we land the passengers inquired tomorrow was the answer we spent the next several hours filling out an inventory of our personal baggage for the benefit of the customs service foreigners answered a lengthy questionnaire containing such queries as are you an anarchist are you a polygamist and do you believe in the overthrow of the united states government by force the only officials that were on the job were the prohibition agents that came aboard in search of liquor so the captain took them to his cabin and opened a bottle of scotch two on the pullman that carried me northward to new york a traveling man engaged me in conversation i see you've been to south america i noticed the nicaragua label on your suitcase how's things down there pretty wild bunch ain't they and he laid aside his newspaper which contained accounts of one lynching one fist fight on the floor of congress Four fashionable divorce scandals, one Ku Klux Klan outrage, sixteen robberies, two incendiary fires, seven murders, and the innumerable charges and countercharges of bribery and corruption which distinguish a presidential campaign. Three. Perhaps since in my first chapter my destination was Panama, I ought to mention it. I stopped there for several weeks after my first flight from Mexico. The canal zone, regarded as an example of what Anglo-Saxon efficiency can do to the tropics, was quite astounding. The once fever-stricken swamp had become a well-ordered garden of palm-shaded walks lined with neat cottages. The screening, which enclosed each dwelling, was no longer necessary. The malaria-bearing mosquito had departed. In the big ditch, steamers were handled with the regularity of clockwork. They plowed into the huge locks, giant doors swung shut behind them, water poured as though by magic into the artificial pool, raising the vessels to the higher level of Goton Lake. The doors opened, the ships steamed away toward the Pacific. Everything in the zone ran smoothly, with the same mechanical precision that marked the operation of the canal but nowhere in the americanized territory did one find the quiet contentment of the latin countries whenever the american employees wished to enjoy life they crossed the boundary into the republic of panama to the land of music and tinkling fountains martini cocktails and dark-eyed senoritas four among the many letters awaiting me at home there was one with a mexican postmark it was from the long-lost Eustace it said i suppose you'll wonder why i haven't written you before the fact is i've fallen into the swing of things down here and keep putting everything off until mañana after i left you in mexico city that day ever so long ago i reached manzanillo without difficulty there was nothing thrilling about my escape i simply boarded a steamer and sailed away for a couple of years after that, I damned Mexico and made fun of it, and talked about its many faults. I told the story of our heroic flight from Zamora, and later from Carranza, until I was bored with it myself. The funny thing is that I presently began to hanker to go back. There's something about Mexico. You can't explain it. And as soon as Carranza gave place to obregon I went back. I'm cashier now at a mine in Durango it belongs to that chap werner we met in mazatlan once in a while the peons get drunk and shoot each other up but as a rule everything's quiet there's an air of peace and calm and ease and leisure that you don't find at home at first it gets a gringo's goat then he accustoms himself to it and likes it he doesn't have to answer an alarm clock or rush for a subway train or reach an office at a prescribed hour or dash out for a hasty bite of lunch between business engagements or punch a time clock or take efficiency tests or come home hanging to a trolley strap he can settle any troublesome question in the native fashion by postponing it until manana i like these people too there's nothing much that a gringo can say to their credit but when you get into their ways they're mighty likable and i've gotten completely into their ways i'm married no it wasn't lolita when i reached mazatlan i found that venner had married her when he went around to break the news of our fictitious death he got acquainted and stepped off with my old sweetheart so i've married herminia i've told her that our cablegram was sheer bunk and that you're still alive but the news no longer seems to thrill her although she would like to be remembered to you it looks like i'm settled here for life whenever i suggest taking a trip back to california herminia is frightened stiff everyone down here considers the old u s too dangerous a place to visit just as we get mostly the bandit stories from Mexico, so they get all the train robberies and lynching news from home. Just as our people regard all Mexicans as chronic revolutionists, so the Mexicans look upon us as a lot of bank looters who, when not professionally occupied, take our diversion in chasing colored people and stringing them to lamp posts. I've just received word that our old friend Barlow is dead do you remember how pessimistic he was about the dangers of mexico always carrying a gun and warning everybody to take no chances he went home to the states last month and died from drinking wood alcohol some time ago i met a former acquaintance of ours it was that oily little fellow that came to our room in mexico city mario sanchez aid to his excellency venustiano caranza i lent him the price of a square meal He had lost his job when Carranza ducked out of the capital with Obregón after him. We got rather chummy, and I asked him whether he really had been planning to murder us. And what do you think? Carranza himself believed that yarn about our being captured by Zamora. He merely wanted to give us each five hundred dollars to keep quiet about it. And to think we both went scampering out of Mexico, and wondered why no one stopped us. But I'm pretty well satisfied with the way things have turned out. And this brings me to the main reason for coming out of my lethargy to write a letter. I do so from sheer pride. I've become a parent. Very much so. It's twins, all of which goes to prove your old contention that this is a country whose charm lies in its habit of providing the unexpected. So, good luck, and adios. End of chapter 17 End of A Gringo in Manana Land by Harry L. Foster